Welcome to Understanding Project Management Discussions. My name is Dave Barrett and my guest today is Catherine Maharaj. Our topic is acquiring resources. During our discussion, you'll see that Catherine in a previous role was a resource manager and you can see the various aspects and interactions that she would have with project managers, including the use and the effective use of stakeholder management. So please welcome Catherine Maharaj. Hi, Catherine. How are you doing? I'm good, Dave. Thanks. How are you? Oh, things are going well. So all good. So uh, today's talk topic is is one of the thing that we're going to talk about is um, uh, acquiring resources for the project. So that was the the selected topic, and and I understand from from our discussion that you actually were a, a resource manager in, in one of your previous roles. So that's good. We got a real, a, a, a real life resource manager uh, on, on this, uh, on this uh, session. So, so uh, tell us about that. What, what type of, what types of things did you do? Sure. So one of the last roles I did when I was working full-time was uh, a resource manager within a project management office. And I had, in my charge, I had the business analysts and uh, we had learning strategy specialists at the time too, to do the, the learning part of um, the projects. And so being part of the PMO, you kind of got this project portfolio um, view of things and decided who was the best person to go where at what time and kind of manage because, you know, lots of people aren't hundred percent so it was like 25% here, 50% here sort of thing. So that was a lot of making sure you had the right people to the right project at the right time, working with the actual PM who they always have their favorites too, right? right. They have specific people. I have to tell you that I've worked with resource managers in, in, in my past work. And I have to tell you that I've always thought this is one of the toughest jobs that I could imagine doing. I've, I've never, I've not been a resource manager, but I've worked with them. And I always thought, wow, you have this almost impossible task of all of these projects that are, some are ahead, some are behind. You've got project managers, as you mentioned, that have, fav you know, they've got their favorite people they want and, and they might want to hang on to them more. And then you've got people working part-time and like, how do you ever resolve all that? Like, what do you, what, What's your day look like? It, it's a constant balancing. You've got spreadsheets and charts and colored boxes in, in Excel just to try to manage it. And, and your inbox is full, like you say, with the people, you know, I only want this person because, and often, you know, it's not necessarily because they're the best resource, but maybe they, they're the easiest to work with or the, the funniest or they're, you know, everybody's got their preference for what they want to work with. And so it's a lot of juggling. And then of course, if I was also the, the line manager for these people that I was putting out into projects. So then there's also any of the performance appraisal things and stuff like that. So anybody who's working with them on a project wants to have meetings about, you know, you know often it's, it's this guy is, is great, but sometimes it's, we got issues here, right? So it, it was a lot of doing that sitting at the table with the whole portfolio team, figuring out who goes when and for what capacity and for how long. And we had all these charts that kind of went together 
and then eventually moved to something called Smartsheet that kind of worked it out and did percentages across the whole portfolio. But it was it was intense, and you do, you just spend a lot of time planning. It's like the ultimate like project management, but with people instead of tasks, right? Right. So, um, so you, in terms of just a, a quick question. Oh yeah, I was one of the things I wanted to mention. You mentioned the the word line manager. So just so what you mean, what a line manager is then is those those uh, people. The resources actually reported direct to you, right? Not the yeah. project manager. So yeah. it's a what's known as a matrix organization where the the person reports to you for their you know performance appraisals, uh, salary increases, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but they work for the project manager. So yeah, um, exactly. So is that always the is that always the mode? Like in terms of your different roles and in, in in say different roles or different organizations, if you've worked at different organizations, is that typically how what you saw was that matrix organization, or did you see other ways that it was done? Oh, in in earlier roles when I was the PM, particularly if I worked for uh, you know a software service organization where we had teams that went to client sites. As the PM, I was also the line manager, right? right? Like I would, I would manage them. When we went off site, we became our own little unit, you know, and, and that was it. And as the PM, I managed, but it would have been, you know, your developers and your architect and, and the whole slew, everybody. Whereas as the resource manager, I got to concentrate on one or two um, roles when I was doing this as a PM and managing them. It was, it was different. And then, you know, when you're doing it as a PM and going to client sites, or even if you're on your home base, it's the going back and telling, you know, I don't need this guy anymore. I need this resource now. And, and it's, it's always the, and I worked for IBM, right. And they're big on charging chargeable hours. And then the clients are big on not being charged. Right. So then it's a balance of, and especially because you're on the client site and they're going, why is this guy still here? And why? So it, it becomes a real, a real game of, of making sure you have the right people scheduled for the right amount of time where they're actually being productive and not sitting around and, and not wasting time when they could be doing something for somebody else. Right. What did, did you measure like your like I would assume the goal would be as a resource manager to to, to have people allocated up 100 percent that there's no downtime is that something you measured like what's or, or what would be successful in terms of keeping people on projects you know so yeah. to speak yeah so for when you're doing the you know client site sort of thing and the client is paying your company for these resources yeah you want to keep them at a hundred percent and, um, but I would always make sure that there, there was some downtime in there. You maybe talk to the client and maybe it's not an eight hour day, maybe it's a seven hour day, you know, because people need to eat and have breaks and things like that. It's, it's a real balance because I'm very cognizant of people are not machines, even when they are 25 year old developers who love to sit and do it, they, they still need that, they need that break. Um, when I did it as the resource manager, um, as the line manager, and I could talk to the the PMs that were wanting to use them at 100% and just be able to say like, you know, nope, this guy needs the afternoon off or, you know, 100% doesn't necessarily mean the 35 hour work week if the person is just on a salary, right? right? 
if they are so that that's another uh, aspect that goes into it are they being are they a contractor being paid by the hour then i'm a little bit more strict on yeah you're working 100 percent if i'm if we're paying you 100 percent you're a salaried full-time employee you get a little bit more flexibility in that great as a pm working with a resource manager like what is the i mean obviously if you're a pm you want to get your i mean there's two objectives i can think at least one is to get your resources assigned to your project at the right time. And the other is to get the resources you would like, you know, if you, if you have choice. So as a PM, what would you say would be the strategy of, of achieving those goals? Like that, that, that's what you want, you know, working with, you want, yeah. with you, you know, as, as, as a resource manager, what, what would they do or should do? Well, be nice to me. <laughs> never, never, yes, never a problem. Gifts are nice. No, no, it's my first, as, as the resource manager from that perspective, my first job and my first priority is that my resources are happy and that they enjoy working for that PM. And if they come back and report to me that a PM is not being reasonable or you know doesn't uh, manage things nicely and, and it's crazy, um, I'm not going to be apt to throw that resource back to that PM if they want them. So it, it's all about the relationship that the PM builds with that resource. It's not about what they build with me. If I don't like the PM, it doesn't matter. If my resource likes working with them, then we can talk. And, you know, I had one, um, he wasn't a PM, but he, he was a kind of a sponsor who liked to PM the kind of get in the weeds kind of sponsor. And he was very specific. And I got emails all the time from him. I don't want this guy. I want this guy because he listens to me and this one doesn't listen to me. And ultimately, you know, my reaction is, well, I'm going to give you the best guy. But then I'm thinking if he's just going to be upset that I've given him, you know, a real rule follower and he doesn't want that, they're both going to be upset. So it's, it's trying to, you know, make sure that you finding the right match. It's interesting how you mentioned a couple of times relationship, right? Like in, in terms of, um, in terms of, you know, how the PM works with the resources, because they, in this case, they reported to you um, and even the relationship with the sponsor and so on and how that's going to, that, that, that specific sponsor. And it, and, and it really brings back the importance of stakeholder management, of building relationships and so on. It permeates everything. You know, so see, even in something which is this like relatively mechanical process of, you know, spreadsheets that say, you know, a schedule that says we need a, 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 a developer from this date to this date and you have a spreadsheet and you as the resource manager have a spreadsheet which says, well, this, this uh, you know, developer is available during that time period. So we have a match. Um, but it goes beyond that into other human factors. And that, that is always there. And that's the importance of relationships and, and, and so on. So it's, so it's really interesting that that, that oh, is yeah. the, part of the equation. Oh, it's, it's a huge part. Actually, it's, it's more than um, you would think getting into the job. It really is. Because if you're going to put somebody 100% to work with somebody else and, and they just don't get along fundamentally they just don't like each other just just don't even bother it's just not worth it you find you find the right fit right and and sometimes sometimes you know you have difficult pms you know they're maybe good at their job but they may not be yeah. nice to work for and in you know sometimes in those instances 
you may have to go out and find a contractor who can manage that sort of personality. Right. And even as we were starting this, you, you, you like we kind of joked a little bit about be nice to you or, or whatever, and <laughs> kind of laughed in a little bit. I'll even though say, as a PM, you don't want to make an enemy of the resource manager. You know, like, I mean, I, I, I like and I, I, you know, you said, you know, you that's not a factor. And I, and I, that's good. But I would I would say many resource managers that could seep into their judgment a little bit. If you have a PM that's a real jerk to them. Yeah. is treating them badly uh you know orders them around or makes demands that's not going to work well in the in the long run that it again it comes down to you know one of the things i when i was a, a like a pm and a program manager working with resource managers is you know don't make their life difficult is 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 a is a good good rule of thumb because you know Sometimes things come down to, well, should I, should I satisfy this project manager's resource requirements or this, you know, sort of, sort of a Sophie's choice sort of situation that oh, yeah. can occur and people are human, you know, so, so, you know, of course, gifts are not, are not <laughs> ethical, <laughs> just be nice, being thoughtful, yeah. you know, saying yeah. hello, you know, those are yeah. free, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, you talk about referent power, right? You know, that whole get people to want to work with you. And, and it, that's a huge job of the PM. And it, and it reflects on what sort of resources you're going to get if you've been around for a long time. And people love you, you're going to get the best resources. You really are. Um, but if you're not, and you, you know, have people working too much overtime or you're just not respectful of the fact that they're human beings with lives outside and, and, and obligations and families and that sort of thing, you're not going to have people lining up. And, and yeah, ultimately, if I had a resource that refused uh, to work with a PM, I wouldn't make them work with that PM. Yeah. Interesting connection you mentioned around the, the, the sources of power and, and influence and, and definitely the the PM would not have in, in most organizations, any organization I can think of would not have legitimate power. Would the, the, the resource manager doesn't generally report to the project manager. So you if you know working with, with resource managers, you would need to use influence and 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 it's not based on your position as a PM. You're one of a dozen PMs that are that, that is coming before that resource manager. So what makes you special? You know, that's, that's the question is, is, yeah. you know, and, and ultimately when you're in a PMO structure, like I was in, like literally the PM is on the same level as the BA yes. is on the same, right? So it's not like you're coming down as PM and being able to hand select people. You know, we are, we're, there's somebody else who's literally managed what PMs go to what projects, right? And we're trying to work together as resource managers to make sure that the people get along. And right. ultimately the PM is that sort of kingpin in terms of pulling a team together because they have to work with absolutely everybody. But yeah, it's, it's yeah, we could take this off into stakeholder management if we want. Well, I know, yeah. quite easy. Well, they, they, they interconnect. And that's one of the things I find when, when teaching in general about this environment, but specific to this topic is that sometimes students will kind of think, well, 
it's all sort of rule based when you're in the workplace and I'll just go tell my manager that they're not doing this and and it's not like that and in many instances it's, it's kind of a bit of the jungle where you you're all at the same level you all have competing needs and you've got to make your case and and it's not like you have a court of justice that you can take this to to yeah. plead your case you're working with that resource manager and that's it that that that's it. So you've got your 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 uh, your powers of influence and discussion and making your case and all that. So so it's an interesting thing. Like you said, we could we could branch into stakeholder management and power and influence very very easily. Um, one other area I wanted to talk to you a little bit about is one of the things I talk about is where the resource manager or whoever the hiring manager is gets resources from. Like where 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 is your where is your tap, you know, that you turn on and off? And, and I was just curious as to what, you know, as a resource manager, where, where do you get these people? Like, I assume your, your role was to hire them, like through yep. HR and so on, and, and yep. with yep. partnering yep. with HR, but describe that process a little bit. Sure. So there was um, basically, just like your book says, three different places where I was getting resources from, right? If, um, internal, of course, quickest and easiest. And um, sometimes um, just not possible, right? And, and so in that case, you, you go the other routes. But in terms of internal, I have an interesting story. I had a, a young man come to me and now I worked at a, a software company. It did um, internet and cable. And he, but he was in credit and collections, right? He didn't do projects. He was operational. He was doing his thing. And he, and he came to me as, a, as the resource manager and said, I want to be a business analyst, but I mean, he had a math degree, right? Like there wasn't anything about this guy that screamed business analyst. And so I gave him a little bit of advice on, you know, what sort of maybe courses he could take to understand what the job entailed and, and told him, you know, you, you kind of don't just jump into a project as like a senior business analyst. There's a, there's a progression here. And he he did what he needed to do. He took his courses and, and I ended up being able to hire him in first as a, as a learning resource, the person who pulls together the project details so that the trainer can create training material. And he did, he's a BA now and he's happy and he got what he needed to do. So there, there is that sort of feel good factor in being a resource manager when you can help somebody out with their career, if that allows you, if your organization has that sort of you know, movement allowed across departments and stuff. Um, but often um, I would, more often than not, it would be, I would be hiring a contractor. You know, you've got your set team, eight or 10 people, they're your full-timers. When things got to be too much, you would go outside. And so in this, it was, sometimes it was kind of like this, this mass free-for-all circus because there's so many people kind of sitting on the bench at these contract houses that when you put out there, you know, you make a couple calls to some of your contractors and say, you know, I'm looking for, and I don't mean the actual contractor, I mean the houses, the, the mm -hmm. different um, recruitment hubs. And you tell them you're looking for, you know, a senior technical, you know, you're looking for, and they want you on a phone call and you just have this massive open phone call where you say what you want and then you've got all these recruiters saying how many years experience what kind of personality what kind of this how technical and you answer it and then you kind of put the phone down and within 
you know, five minutes, you have a hundred resumes on your desk. Yeah. And wow. then you're, you're trying to sort through resumes. And the thing with these contractors is they have to be really good at ramping up because they only may be there for six months. You need them to, to hit the ground running. Right. And so you've got to be able to figure out from a resume, who's going to be able to do that. And you call in four or five people. I usually had a, um, full-time BA sit in with me because I'm not a BA by profession. I was the resource manager for the BAs, but I'm a PM. Um, And so you get them in and sometimes contractors, you just keep renewing the contract. And and sometimes the nice thing about contractors is that it doesn't work and you can say, thanks very much. We're going to wrap this up at the end of your contract. And then there's the nicest one. The one that's, that's uh, is, is when you get to hire somebody from outside, somebody that brings in experience, maybe from another sector, somebody who might have lots of experience um, that nobody else on your team has, which is why you've gone outside. And, and then that, but that's a whole HR post the job. It's a far bigger deal. And then you get to spend that whole time, you know, doing the orientation with them and stuff. And that's, that's kind of a a neat process, but yeah, I've done uh, all three and some are like feeding frenzies and some are quite, quite nice and feel good things yeah and there there are those three and there's pros and cons and there so there's no if I was to ask well which one is the best I'm sure you would say it depends on the situation like you know pros and cons of each each of those three types that you mentioned yeah definitely the 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 feel-good ones where you can kind of help somebody in their career like those are the best but but you know sometimes oftentimes you need somebody who's got experience so you're not helping an up-and-comer sometimes you just have to bring someone straight in right but when you do get that chance to to bring somebody up the ones that and then they come and they're just like fit with the team and they actually prove that they knew what they wanted and yeah yeah no I I agree with you I've, I've had that experience too of of helping somebody along at a certain point in their in their career and they become they they also become lifelong allies like they they yeah. become your friend uh and and just because you've done them a favor there they they will they will and I, and I don't mean this from a transactional standpoint it just is mm-hmm. it, it just is um and that's interesting that one of the things that I've I've talk to students about they'll they'll ask well how do I get to be project manager and I it's like well you know you you don't often just step in to be a senior project manager in an organization you're coming in at a more junior level and so on and and then how do you get from there to be the senior project manager and it's a it's it's not one route but often it involves putting your hand up at the right time or talking to someone in a position of power, like a resource manager or, or a sponsor or another project manager, and just asking, gee, I'm really interested in this. I'd love to have this opportunity. Can you, you know, give me your advice? These are the things that then those folks often enable you on that journey. So, so this is, this is a good example of this, that even though this, this was a fellow that didn't really even have the background, you gave him some advice of how to get that background, which was good. Yeah. And, and come in from the bottom and, and definitely, and he was the guy doing exactly what you say. Like I would, sometimes projects would come in that may be way out of the norm and something that nobody knows what to do with to start. And, uh, you know, we'd have our team meeting and I'd say, we've got this opportunity. 
you know, maybe 25% of your time or, or, you know, and I know you're all busy, but we'll, we'll find the time in your schedules. Does anybody want to do it? And it's that person that says, yeah, I'll give it a try. Yeah. They're the ones that you look at when you're looking at, okay, now bigger projects. And, and then, you know, we're looking at, oh, we need a senior fill. Well, why, why don't we bring somebody up rather than bringing someone in? And yeah, yeah. it's all about your attitude. And I give students the, the same advice because, you know, I, I didn't get hired off the street and, you know, here become a resource manager or here you're going to manage this program. I started as a project administrator. Right. You know, you, you come in and, and you're booking travel for PMs. <laughs> you're like, well, this wasn't what I thought, but it's, it's all about gaining that experience. And sometimes it's a job where you're observing rather than doing a whole bunch. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and that's, you know, I've said the same thing of, of look for times when you can put your hand up or volunteer or say you'll do it. And you might be busy, you might be overworked, and, and et cetera, but those are the times to do it because good organizations are looking to develop their people. They're looking for good people and they will respond to those opportunities. And in fact, if you're in an organization where they don't do that, maybe that's an organization you don't want to work for longer term. You want to work for organizations that will be looking for and, and to, to develop and promote, you know, people who have that sort of motivation and so on. So that's, that's good advice. So um, anyways, um, Catherine, I thank you for your time on this. This was really an informative discussion around the resource manager and acquiring resources and so on. It's an important part of, of projects and, and important for project managers to understand this process. Uh, it's, it's key to their success. So yeah, yeah definitely. Thanks for, thanks for chatting with me. It was fun. Yeah, great. Okay. Thanks again. Thank you.